You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. And I'm grateful for you two covering for me on the last show because I was, you know, a little busy. But the next day I got to see three Americans play in person. Well, one was just warming up. Shout out to Matt Turner. When I went to Arsenal Fulham at the Emirates, so it was good to see Anthony Robinson and Tim Ream play in person. And we can get more in depth on this game in a little bit. But I'm a little bit worried because rumors are swirling today that Fulham are in the market for a left pack. A left pack and a left back. Not good for Anthony, of course. Anyway, because we like to flex on this show. We're going to collectively flex right off the top to let you know that we've been nominated as a finalist for the best sports podcast. If you voted for us before, then look out for an email because we need you to vote for us again so we can bring home some silverware. Also, if you've already voted or if you haven't, it doesn't matter because you can still support us in another way because we have merch now, baby. Let's go. So head over to store.cbssports.com and go grab some In Soccer We Trust t-shirts, mugs, hats, bags, water bottles, whatever you want. But make sure to use this podcast exclusive code SOCCER20 for 20% off of your order. Charlie, I'm coming to you first today because you have a nice, clean-looking haircut. Is there ever a weekend where you're not talking, watching, thinking about the beautiful game? No. (laughs) It's just, this is not possible. But I will say, um, it was a great weekend uh, in terms of how many players were balling. Um, I think we got to see a lot. Big match from from. Hey, Arsenal. Charlie, hold on, man. I know you're talking, but they're the funniest comment just came up, and I it, it just had it, it's <laughs> Charlie casting from the beast's castle. You know the <laughs> candles and stuff, dude. That is Christopher Walken usually hits with some really good stuff, but that's it one does. of the funniest I've it's seen. Got, it's got a Hogwarts with those, feel to it. With those, yeah, with candles. the floating candles, it's just oh god. Sorry, Charlie. I mean, I no, didn't. I didn't no. want you to Charlie, think that Charlie, I was laughing at your comments. Hey, you so, you are you working down. with the new? You are you working with the new interior designer right now? The beast is angry right now. He's yeah. in the other room. <laughs> is there is there a, a new interior designer in your life? What's happening? No, um, no, <laughs> just just uh, stylish rooms. That's all. All right, all right. No, how about you? Okay, yeah, go ahead. Finish, 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 Chuck, yeah. sorry. No, um, you guys, you guys were right. It's the beast castle. Um, <laughs> but no, he, you tell me your your thoughts, Heath. Yeah, you always you always think and talk in the beautiful game. Yeah, Heath. Yeah, that's it's pretty much how it goes. Uh, interesting weekend again. Uh, fun fact for you guys, right? I just found Ooh. this out Ooh. that uh, Philadelphia Union has has scored more six uh, zero or six goal games. In the last 10 games of the season than any team has in their franchise history. Damn. So in their last 10 games, they've had more. They set the record of all franchises, and they did it in the last 10 games, than any team in their entire history of Major League Soccer. Isn't that wild? Maybe they should just be our national team. They seem to clearly have it all figured out. <laughs> no, they're not young enough. Our whole national <laughs> team sitting on the bench over there. <laughs> That's but you true. Can, but it's, you can't argue it because they're winning all the time. All right. Let's uh let's get into some number nine time. That's what I want to call this right now because our strikers are doing some things around the world. And I'm going to start with some good news. And that was Ricardo Pepe started his first game of the season. Let's give it up for Ricardo Pepe. The bad news, he got subbed off after 55 minutes and he still hasn't scored a goal for a club or country since October. Augsburg suck, guys. I, I'm just going to say, Jimmy, it. they Listen, suck. They suck. Well, he knew that going in, they were going to stay sucked. They okay. suck, dude. He's never going to score there. I don't care. You could have put Charlie at his very, very best. Maybe Charlie will squeak one out there. But Charlie ain't scoring there either. I just, I, I honestly don't think that Ricardo Pepe is going to get called into the September camp. I, I don't think he's going to. I'm not talking World Cup. I'm just talking about the September camp. And apparently well, how, that roster is dropping on September 14th. The World Cup, Jimmy. If he doesn't I, get called into this camp. He's not going to the World what? Cup. I'm, so he's not going to the World Cup. He's not going to this camp. 
That's what I'm saying. Okay. And I, I think it's due to the emergence of other players playing well. <laughs> Jimmy, hey, hey, clip that one, huh? Throw that one hey, on the internet. No, Ricardo Pepe's not going to the World Cup. I don't hey. think he's going. Because what are you going to do? You get a cream. You get a, what, you, what, why waste the roster spot on him when when you got Haji Wright and P. Falk and Sergeant and Brandon Vasquez? I'd rather see Brandon Vasquez at this point. Mm-hmm. Just just throw him into camp, see what happens. But at least Ricardo Pepe has shown that he can play at the national team level. Like he has shown that when he I can. agree. He's got I, guys listen, who I, haven't still... who, who weren't playing and also were showing that they weren't at the, the quality of the national team. There well, is that, something there. See this, but this is that that double jeopardy, that standard, right? Mm-hmm. Of yes, he's done it with the national team. We know what he's capable of. However, form dipped. He's not playing. So it's been almost how 12 can months you justify? I was going to say, how can you justify almost calling a player up? And you, you both have played on teams where coaches have said, hey, the standard to play on my team is training. You have to train at the best. That's who's going to be dictating the, uh, the starting 11 is, is the training results. And all of a sudden, you got that player who just doesn't care could care less about training, misses training, gets his massages, takes his time. But sure enough, every weekend he's in the starting 11, right? There's a balance. And I always said to myself, if I'm, if I'm ever a manager, I am going to stick to one thing and one thing only. If I'm going to say training matters, then training is going to matter for every single player, regardless of how many goals you've scored, you know, how many awards you have. Training is training. So in this case, is, I, is it about players who are playing? Who are, you, who are you referencing here? I feel like you're not naming names. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not. I'm just – this is a general philosophy. I, he, I think coaches. Charlie's holding on to something. Like there was some guy that started over to, him who didn't Charlie. train. Yeah, tell us you're holding on to, Charlie. Not at all. Tell me that's not been the case for both of you, though. For context, though, I will never forget this line that Pablo Mastroni told to me once. He was talking – I think it was Pablo. And he was talking about Preki. And Preki had said to him, you know, in 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 his in Preki's voice of like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Pablo, you're the best one in training. And Saturday, you hop on my back. And it was like <laughs> it was like a, a context of like you train hard this whole week, but when match day comes, who's the one everybody needs to to deliver? And I remember thinking about that in the context of like you have teammates, you know, you have some that are that are assholes, you have some that train hard, you have and you got to put a whole team together and not everybody is the same. And there are some that are above the law at times uh, in terms of not having to be Bob Bradley was very much like, if you don't play, you don't come in. But that, right. that rule got bent quite a few times. It's by, interesting. By, but, but I guess it would go by club at that standard, right? Yeah. If, if you're at Chelsea, you're at Real Madrid, you're at Arsenal, you're at Liverpool and you're not playing, then you could say, uh, well, there's a – there's. Did you see how he slipped Arsenal into that conversation? Yeah. I was like, <laughs> hey, one of these things top, is not like the other, man. They, they might have been in the English Premier League I right get now. It. That's Four games, though. Four That's true. Uh, Matt Turner is chomping at the bit to get the start, but unfortunately Arsenal's gotten that great start to the season. He's just got to wait for a loss, Jimmy, and then he's going to be right in there. Yeah. yeah or, or I, uh, back to back. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. All right, let's go stay on the number nine right now. And that position, obviously, it's wide open for us as we see it. I know Jesus Ferrer probably would be getting the start if the, the World Cup started tomorrow. But Haji Wright scored his second consecutive brace in Turkey. Uh, his team lost 5-2, to two, but he's doing his part. He, uh, he's taking his goals with real confidence. I don't know if you guys saw either one of the goals. It's just like he hits this one first time when he could have taken an extra touch. I'm like, God damn, this guy's got some confidence. So he's, he's doing well uh, on a personal level. His team is in 10th, but he's only one goal off the top uh, in Turkey, the Super League. For the Golden Boot right now, he's only trailing mm-hmm. Enter Valencia by one, and Enter's playing for Fenerbahce. And then Jordan Pifok, who recently put out a tweet essentially saying we can call him whatever we want, Jordan Pifok, Sibachu. Yeah, if it's up to me, I'm just calling him into the September camp, baby. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> the dude is on fire. He had two assists this past weekend as Union Berlin cruised past Schalke, or I like to call him Scheisse, six-one, and they're now tied on top of the Bundesliga table with Bayern Munich. So well played to Union Berlin, uh, Josh Sargent. Crazy. Finally gets to play his best position up top in the last three games. Got four goals. Coincidence? I think not. He got the game winner this past weekend away to Sunderland. I think my favorite part of this goal was that Timo Puki had actually come in. So he come on as a sub in the 60th minute. So there's like 15 minutes of Puki and Sargent both up top. And, and Sargent still found a way to make the difference. And that's going to have to be a relationship where they can find a way to both succeed and coexist. And have Sargent, who I think has proven you got to put him higher up the field to him to make a difference. So just keep an eye on that. 
for Dean Smith's team as they move forward because Pookie's usually the number nine or had been previously. Uh, and, and those are kind of the other guys that are – and Brandon Vasquez scored for FC Cincinnati, sorry, mm-hmm. this past weekend. He missed a sitter, but what I liked was five to ten minutes after missing a sitter, like a tap-in from five yards away, he hit it over, he does end up scoring a goal. So I like that he found a way to kind of fight through that disappointment, and that's the kind of confidence he has right now, and ended up slotting one against the Columbus crew. That game ended 2-2. So, so uh, these are the guys that I want to bring. Mm-hmm. Bring in Haji Wright, Jordan Pifok, Josh Sargent. I'd bring in Brandon Vasquez and Jesus for I bring all five of those dudes in for the September camp. You got two games and whoever's training well to Charlie's point. And, and obviously as you get to see how they interact with different players in, that are going to be starting for the U S but I think you give them looks- you on your back on their back. That's the question because you bring in all these strikers. You want them to be doing well. You want them in form. You want them in, to be confident, but you can only give, so many chances in two matches to these players, right? Yep. So, yep. How do you decide? Yeah, Yo, you have some. That, you hey, you have some intense eleven v elevens. You're like, you know what, boys? For the next forty minutes, two twenty minute halves, we're getting after it. <laughs> and Pfuck, if you really want to be on this team, I need to see mm-hmm. you pressing in the way that we're going to press. Brandon, I need to see how you're going to combine with the Brendan Aronson or whoever, whatever combinations of players you're looking at. And, and and how you're creating space and passing lanes and also what you're doing on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, I think you put them in, in some situations and you let them get after it. Do, do, I don't know, man. I, I don't think uh, – this, this is the thing. Like, you don't – strikers don't change that much. No. You know? He's not oh, – you're not – like, like getting the effort in, in, in a in – a, uh, so, are you Haji saying Wright's, no Haji Wright and Pfok then? Because we have already well, seen Well, Pfok, you got to take into stock. Every game, Pfok is subbed at 60 or 70 minutes. He doesn't play 90 minutes. You know why? Because he typically got to close out games. Jimmy, they got to close he, he out typically games. Typically, you know, Peter's out. He doesn't have the stamina. We're not seeing that same production in ter- terms of influence within the game. You're talking about pressing. You're talking about being able to work. If they are, in the guys, yes, the team's doing well. But uh, if you know you have to sub him every game in a World Cup at the 60th minute, is that still your starter? You guys have to be Maybe. Jordan P. Fucking kidding me, you know? Because <laughs> oh, Jimmy was saving that one. <laughs> I did. I had it ready. That's to pretty go. good. How long did he play that? You like that one? I've been sitting he on hangs that one out with Ted Lasso it for, 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 for five days, made. and the guy's throwing yeah. out these you jokes. You gotta now. be yeah. Jordan P. Fucking kidding me. Listen, listen, listen. I'm not saying we have to start the guy if you bring him with us, but I think we need. No, you bring him. You bring him. You. We need to have one hundred percent. You bring him. But okay. there's a difference between him and Haji Wright, I think. And 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 in terms of, I think Pfok has has more tools to his not tools, but like he does maybe the same game better than than Haji Wright does. Yes, Haji Wright's scoring a lot of goals, but w- just watching the two of them, I think I still think Pfok is better than where Haji so Wright that's, is. That's that's an either or and, for you guys. It's either Haji or Pfok. You don't. You're not bringing both. I I I agree with you. In the, in the, are you talking two. about into camp? Yeah. Oh, oh, I'd bring both into well. Yeah, for camp ah, I would bring both. Yeah, um, why not? Bring both. Bring both. Because I, I think you should reward form. But in terms of bringing them to a World Cup, they're pretty duplicative in terms of the players. You're only going to need one. Yeah, they're going to have depth, and you got 26 players. So maybe there is a flyer on on both of them at some point. But for me, uh, just having we've all played with with somebody that comes into the team, and you're like, okay, we're a pressing team, or this or that, and that striker comes in, and you're like, oh yeah, that striker, they'll they'll buy into the system. Nope. Nope. Right, I'm saving right. my energy for the goal, you know, get me in and around the goal. And that's where I use my energy. You guys do all the work. It's not always easy to just because the, the sexy way to play or because Greg wants to play this pressing game that people are going to buy into that or even understand what that pressing game means. Charlie was one of the few guys I remember from from uh, a, a being a high energy pressing type of guy to make things uncomfortable, force that first player to put their head down. And then it, the game becomes predictable from there for players behind it. But not everyone ever buys into that because they think in their mind, like I'm wasting all this energy mm-hmm. or or they think they are pressing when they're not. And the game has, has evolved and changed a bit. So that's my worry about how much the team, uh, again, not to go back to 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 uh, what what happened with with uh, on Friday night with with Gareth Bale and Carlos Vela on the field, but you m- more so than them checking the ball all the time. Defensively, you don't have any press anymore and everyone can break through that and Take that to the highest level at the international game at a World Cup. One player shows up late on a press. Any team in that World Cup is breaking that press. And now all of a sudden you're tracking 40 yards back to reset yeah, and yeah, like yeah. a mid to a lower block. And I just think that's that's a big problem, especially in the way that Greg wants to play. Charlie, I don't know if you're picking up what Heath is putting down, but I'm sensing that he just doesn't like Jordan Pifok or Haji Wright. I don't know. You- I'm going with Pifok. <laughs> Haji Wright. I actually like Haji Wright, 
But his body language didn't show me a ton in that. I, last I agree with you, in. Heath. Body Thank language you, Charlie. Is, is, body language body is a language thing, is a, baby. Is it a is a big thing. signal and a big key in determining how much do they want it? How much are they bought in? What's the work ethic like? What's the attitude, the mentality? You almost got the sense that Haji was like, I'm already, this is mine. Like, I got it. I don't have to, I don't have to show that I'm I have friend, to earn this, that I want this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but w- what I like about Jordy Pufok, I think, is is his ability to say, you know what? I'm just going to stick to my strengths. I'm going to do my thing. I don't care about all the noise or the chatter. I can't do this. I can't do this. I just got to score. That's my goal. As a striker, I just got to score. Now, if you score and you don't do the pressing to, to the best of your ability or the best of what people think that standard should be, as long as you put it in the back of the net, that that's that's the key because not too many people can do it and do it effectively. Now, you're talking about a World Cup. You need a big target striker. You're going to get service. Then then P-Folk's your guy. If he's doing it yeah, week yeah. in and week out, the Bundesliga and Union Berlin are in the Champions League spot, then yes, one, he's for sure going to the World Cup. That's without a doubt. Now, you can debate, does he fit into your tactics in the first 60, 70 minutes of a game? You can you can argue that versus coming in as a game-changing substitute who then all of a sudden your focus is just driving balls into the box because maybe you're on the front foot, you're chasing the game, you need a striker who is just a predator who's going to be a big body. Then that's that's it depends on what Greg Berhalter's tactics are. I, I'm going to say that I think that Jordan Pifak will be a situational sub. He's going to come on for the U.S. and the World Cup if we're down a goal or if it's tight and the other team is already, if, if we're down a goal, then I, you already have, you're not even have to worry about him pressing because the other team's going to be sitting back on top of their box. They're going to be launching the ball. They're going to try to maybe attack and try to counterattack in twos and threes, as opposed to really trying to transition their team in a meaningful way where you do need PFOC to, to do a little bit more defensively. But if we're down a goal with 15 minutes, 20 minutes left, you put PFOC out there because all of our guys are naturally going to try to push forward to, to, and be in more advanced positions to try to win the ball back so we can continue to put that urgency and that pressure on the opposing team. So I don't even know if But if that's circumstantial Jimmy, in this game. Yeah, yeah. If that's circumstantial then where where do you where where what circumstance do you put Haji Wright in a World Cup game at this point? No, no, no. I I I wouldn't at this point. Pfock yeah. would be my guy that you go with. Yeah. So I think Haji Wright and if you if if Greg and his staff are actually doing this type of exercise to work through then why even waste a spot on Haji Wright? to bring him into the September camp. You'd be like, I saw what we needed to see back in, in the June games. Uh, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to bring Ricardo Pepe back in one more time just to put our, our arm around him and say, Hey buddy, we still believe in you and see what he looked like when you come into camp. Well, but, what about but, Sergeant, by the way, Sergeant, I want, Char- I want Charlie's take on Sar- Sergeant in the, in the depth chart, Charlie. Yeah. yeah Charlie, uh, tell put us. a number on it. Where is he at in the depth chart right now? Yeah. Give us your depth chart. Yeah. Time I would stamp say it, maybe Josh time Sergeant. Josh Sargent is number four in the depth chart right now. Behind. He's number four. Okay. Right now, Ricard, um, Jesus Ferrer is number one mm-hmm. in the depth chart right now. Number two, I Charlie think you Gaines. have to put Jordan <laughs> Pifolk right now as the number mm-hmm. two striker okay, in the depth okay. chart. All right. He's producing in the Bundesliga. Right. Three. Now, it would have been Ricardo Pepe, but I, I just think, you know, you, you get your first start. You get subbed off first. Now, if he kept playing, I'd say, oh, yeah, you know, that's your guy. But he he's fallen off. So three right now, I, I – Connor Casey. I, I still think Haji <laughs> Wright is number three. Three uh, and, and four, four is Josh Sargent. Okay. Okay. So no Edson Buttle. No, no. Edson Buttle. Or Robbie Finley. Or <laughs> no no Robbie Finley. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, no Taylor okay. Twelman. Okay. So Brian, Brian Ching. Ching's out. Uh, Brian Ching's out. <laughs> but, but Brandon Vasquez is five. And and I think he's gonna get a look. I think he has to get so, a look because so Pepe's six now. Yeah, <laughs> he's falling off. He appears to taking notes right now. He's looking down. No, I, I I actually I I don't disagree on where Pepe's falling in. Like, there's been no signal to me that Pepe is going to increase his chances of playing and scoring. One because the team that team. I mean, they they get they get they get run on most of the game, uh, mm-hmm. and they're, you're going to get half chances, counterattack, one maybe one chance a game. And Ricardo Pepe, I just don't see the form uh, or belief in his form that when he gets a half chance, he's going to score. And so he gets to start, doesn't even get the 90 minutes. 
um, has been playing scrap minutes before that. So he's definitely way down uh, the depth chart. I still believe in Ricardo Pepe in the right circumstances to, to be a top, top striker for the national team. But it seems very, very far from that right now. Uh, the sergeant one, though, Jimmy, in, in terms of four, the only reason I'm agreeing with Charlie at four, because I, I remember sergeant and the national team not being impactful over 90 minutes in terms of the way the national team plays. I don't know where Josh Sargent fits in in terms of can you be impactful when you don't touch the ball a ton of times compared to a a, a Jesus Ferreira who has uh, is more dynamic and being a little bit of a a false nine Jordan Pifak who has more physical attributes that can be impactful hold up play things like that Josh Sargent I think was a hold up play kind of guy for a while or scrapping uh, in those places but I don't remember him being super impactful so it's hard for me to see kind of where. Let's let's it's not forget that. it. Josh Sargent, he's scoring, but he's in the championship. He's not playing in the Bundesliga. He's not playing in the English Premier League. He's not playing in La Liga or Syria. Let's not overrate. Let's not overrate the championship just because it's the second division to the best div, uh, league in the world. It's the championship. Let's not forget Daryl DK scored what like fifteen goals in the championship and and crushed it and and couldn't trap a ball in the Gold Cup. Okay, so let's mm. not go crazy. So I what, I will, I, say is, but what I will say is, Sergeant, yes, he's a complete striker. I, I've, I've watched the kid since he was 16. I've always been impressed with him. I think going to making the wrong decision with clubs has, has been difficult for him in his progress because now you're playing at clubs. Yes, there's a relegation fight, and it, it gives you a lot in terms of experience of, but, but, of dealing okay. how, to, to, how, to, how to play with those type of level uh, games. But if you aren't playing – with the ball, your team's just defending and you're playing long balls. You're not getting proper chances. It's not It's not a great... Uh, That's Ricardo Pepe at Augsburg. That's right. one. Second, what I'll say is, though, by his team collectively dropping down to the championship, they're not doing that. They're not getting overrun for 75, 80 minutes of a game in the Premier League. They're actually getting to play at the championship level. And now we're getting to see, when you put him mm -hmm. in his best spot, that, hey, by the way, this guy's actually pretty good when we put him in a number nine spot. 100%. And he can actually maintain some possession. So... So there are some counters to that. Championship for me is one of the most competitive leagues in the world. No one said it wasn't competitive. I, I know just, you didn't, but I'm just saying in terms of the okay. level and the defense, some of the defending, like his goal, the the I when I watched the goal against Sunderland this past weekend, the the lack of awareness by the the center back and the outside back was so bad. I mean, he must have been laughing. Like nobody gets a body on him. Nobody anticipates that. So yes, some of the defending in the championship at I, times can be. I've kind never, of I've never said the championship is not competitive. I never said the championship is is worse than Major League Soccer. I never said those words. What no, I, I understand. What I have I'm said to put is, them in your mouth. <laughs> it, 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 yes. What I have said is it's not the English Premier League. It's not La Liga. It's not Bundesliga. It's not a top division in Europe. Right. So. When he's scoring goals, it's great. His confidence is up. He is a center forward, so he's finally not playing right wing. He's not he's not just defending most of the time or trying to make runs and cross the ball to to to, to other strikers. He's playing his position, which is great. It was the top score for Bremen uh, their last year when they got relegated. Um, I, I, I in the top five league. Can I put? I'm going to put my flag in the ground. I know we, we're a little ways away from the roster being named on November 9th. Like Greg Brohalter is going to name the U.S. Men's National Team roster on November 9th. I think Josh Sargent's going to go. I, I'm I'm going to I don't know how big of a swing that is given his form over the last three games, but I think because he's played for Greg before, there's not going to be a transition period. It's not like a Haji Wright who'd never played for Greg and has to get caught up. He's played for Greg. He knows he knows the guys obviously, and uh, confidence was key for him. And now if you put him in his best spot. I think he'll be. I think he'll get called in the camp. I think he'll do well in this camp, and I think he'll end up making the team. That that's that's any other number. You guys I hope so. Any, any Jimmy, I hope nine? so. I'd be happy. I'd be happy. I'd be happy if Sergeant. You know, the again where I look at Sergeant when I think about him, a scoring teenager. You look past all the other things like his hold up play, his first touch, all those things because you go, hey, he's playing in the Bundesliga, and it's amazing, and he's running and he's out of control all the time, but he's busy and he's scoring goals. Great. You now fast forward a couple of years. Last year was a write-off. This mm -hmm. year, he's still what? He's twenty-two. Is he twenty-two? Something like that. I think sergeant. Sergeant. Yeah, twenty-two, twenty-three. Yeah. yeah. And, and and so he's still got plenty of upside in, in in his growth of his game. But I look past. I look back to all those things and say, okay, in the national team again, we've talked about guys like this. You need to be ninety-nine percent hold-up play as a striker for this national team. Otherwise, this national team's in trouble because if you don't know. 
exactly when to hold the ball, when to bring it down, when to control it, when to lay it off, when to stay in the box. When you don't understand the flow of those things at the international level, our team falls apart pretty quickly. Um, and so that's what I'm looking at for Josh Sargent in terms yeah. of his game getting better. We know he can score goals. He scored in the Bundesliga as, 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 as a young player. We know that he can get in and around the box and finish those types of things. You're seeing it now in the championship. It's can it be, can it be consistently at the next level, but can all the other things that are not scoring goals be a high enough standard that if he's not scoring goals, he's still again, being impactful for the national team. Cause we have guys that can score in any position on our national team. Yeah, it's true. We're looking for Olivier Giroud who didn't score a goal when France won the world cup. I wouldn't go that far. I'm just saying we're we looking for our, we, need we are looking we are looking for him. We <laughs> yeah. are though. We are looking yeah. for a, a player that can help us con- connect and combine because yeah. as Heath mentioned, obviously we have a lot of talented midfielders and wingers that can uh But that's why that's chance. why I loved Ricardo Pepe so much when he played with the national team is that he made all those other players when he was good better around him. He yes. brought mm-hmm. Christian Pulisic into the game. He brought our attackers into the game. Layoff spin out, do things that are like dynamic quick sprints that bring all these other players around him, bring out the best of them. And then you know he 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 was capable of scoring a goal when he was informed too. But it was it was that ability to just be engaged. We saw him a lot. We saw our striker when when he had his good games, not necessarily his bad games. But we had his good games. He was engaged with our attack, and they you could see him connected all the time, which I which I liked. And hopefully Josh Sargent can be that. All right, one bold prediction from you guys in the number nine spot right now, August 29th, ninth, twenty twenty two. I got Josh Sargent making the World Cup team. I think he's going to do it. Uh, Charlie, I'll come to you first. With regard to the number nines, you have a bold prediction about what's going to happen. It could be one. It could be Jordan Pfeiffer scoring the winner against England. Whatever you oh, want. Boy. I just want to. I just want to see. Uh, give me a bold prediction, prediction here on, on this day. You got one for us, or Heath, if you're ready for it. You I'm going to throw it. Brandon Vasquez as my flyer. All right, like, you're going to so, make the team. So you, he makes the team, is what you're saying, yeah, Brandon yeah, Vasquez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, but I don't. I don't have any bold predictions. Because it's nothing really bold that can come out of it. I'm not going to be crazy and say, Peppy? hey, Peppy, Peppy could <laughs> Peppy. be your bold prediction. Peppy. Yeah, Pe- you- Peppy making the World Cup roster. That, yeah, that's you- that's a bold prediction considering where he is right now. I would say because he's so different than most of the players. Mm, man. Sergeant could be your bold prediction if you that's want. Why that's why he can't bold. steal my... Don't, don't, he, he can't eliminate it. it. We can't eliminate it and leave Charlie <laughs> with just like going like... Uh, uh, that's I'm, fair. That's fair. I'm, I'm, I'm not, not going to be crazy. Uh, I will say I'm going to stick with Ricardo Pepe because I we've seen his his ceiling. I'm, my bold prediction is he makes the roster. Wow. Okay. That's what I'm going to say. That's that's I'm pretty a, bold, actually. That. You went, you went uh, from like, I don't have one to like the boldest. Yeah, I'll, I'll go bold. I'll go bold, bold. Yeah. Ricardo Pepe making the roster. Heath mm-hmm. has Brandon Vasquez. I have Josh Sargent. We'll see who's right on November 9th when the roster is announced by Greg Berhalter. All right, we're going to take our first and only break of In Soccer We Trust. When we come back, we'll break down all the other fun stuff that the players are doing around Chris Walken, and, and MLS. And uh, yeah, it should be a, little, a lot of fun. Don't go anywhere. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash CBS Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, Roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. 
Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back, everyone, to In Soccer We Trust. I'm Jimmy Cream Cheese Trash Can Conrad here with Charlie Chuck Mike and Davies and Hollywood Heath Pierce. And we have to tell you that Paramount Plus is the only place to stream every minute of every Serie A match. It's the top league in Italy. And you can quickly and easily sign up for your very own account right now with a free one-month trial by going to ParamountPlus.com forward slash Italy. Just click the Try It Free button and use promo code Italy for instant access to the best Italian club soccer, also known as Calcio, available across all of your devices. Visit ParamountPlus.com forward slash Italy and start streaming today. That league is probably my favorite in Europe because it's so wide open. I really have no idea who's going to take the Scudetto this season. But let's stay there in this country. Heath, I'll come to you first. Weston McKinney. And Juventus took on Roma. It was a 1-1 at the end of the day. But McKinney did not start. And mm-hmm. this guy named Rabio, who I thought was on his way to Manchester United, did get the start next to Locatelli. A little disappointed that McKinney didn't start, but he came off for the last 13 minutes to, I guess, see the game out or, or to maybe uh, nick a goal at the end. But it didn't happen. Little, are, you, are you disappointed like me that he didn't get the start in this one? Uh, yeah, so. a little bit. Just yeah. because it's a little bit. I mean, the, uh, eh. Man, do I have to say Paul Pogba? Yeah, I, well, there's I mean, a lot of Paul Pogba stuff going on right now. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I don't know. I went from from being like this guy. I'm not, never worried about this guy to being like, well, they do have some depth. The, the, the upside that I think about Juventus is they're not Juventus from two years ago, three years ago, where they had this massive team of names that I don't think Weston would have fit into that. And then Weston sort of been on the backside of you know, uh, financial issues with the club of trying to shed weight and all these things. And so I still think that he's in a competitive spot to be able to be a starter moving forward because uh, they don't have what what is a team that I think is built to win the Scudetto and focus on Champions League. They, I mean, they're focused on hopefully winning, hopefully finishing in the top to compete for a Scudetto and hopefully going deep in the Champions League versus, you know, teams of the past, which were focused on, hey, we're going to cruise to uh, a Scudetto and Champions League is our big our big push. And what I find interesting, Charlie, is the fact that this midfield three for Juve was Locatelli, Rabio, and Moretti. And you have Zachariah, who they just got from the Bundesliga last season, and McKinney both on the bench. Uh, both of them came on during the game, but it felt like those were the guys they were going to be leaning on. Those, those two, Locatelli and Pogba, were really going to be the midfield driving forward. Rabio seemed to be on the outs and outs, but then all of a sudden, he gets a big start against Roma. I found that to be really interesting. But I also saw that... Uh, the Gazetta, one of the publications, reputable rep publications, from what I understand, in Italy, reporting that the club is open. Juve is open to listening to offers for Weston McKinney, but they don't want a loan deal. They only want a permanent move, and that's now scaring some of the clubs away because I think Tottenham and Manchester United were both expressing mm-hmm. some interest in Weston McKinney. If it, that, that's a big surprise to me that there's at least a little smoke now around the future of Weston McKinney. I know we're getting close to the transfer window ending, and so this will go away at some point but uh that didn't su- that doesn't surprise me because his name's been floated ever since he's been a uve player so mm-hmm. it, it's not something where they they said you uh weston mckinney is our future and we're gonna lock him in and he's he's central to our success now he's played he's earned his playing time and he's done well especially in champions league with with uve but i always thought that wasn't going to be his final destination it, it was a place where he's going to make the most uh, of of his opportunities and obviously put himself um, out there for for a lot of clubs to to take interest. I know Tottenham ha- has been uh, really interested in taking Weston McKinney, so it's it's not a surprise for me. He he him and Christian Pulisic are kind of in the same position where you just have to continue to prove yourself every week and, and hope that you, you get into a good form and you stay injury free and you just ride it out. Yeah, no, I think you're right. It's going to be interesting, though, for for a lot of clubs and a lot of players uh, before the transfer window closes. We'll see if McKinney makes any moves. Now, before we get into our players playing in the Premier League, let's talk about the Bundesliga because uh, we've already talked about Jordan Pifak, but Joe Scali played 90 minutes against Bayern Munich at the Allianz Arena in Munich, and it was a 1-1 draw. And uh, shout out to to Scali for getting that trust, as we've discussed in, in previous podcasts. Now, he said this before the Bayern game as it pertains to the U.S. men's national team. This is a quote from Joe Scali. I'm very focused, or I was very focused and ready for his opportunity back in the June camp. I kept preparing for it because I knew I had to show myself. I didn't play my best game against Uruguay, but it happens. Training was good. So, you know, I'm, I'm focused right now on the club. So for September, I hope I'm called in. Hopefully I've deserved it. And the last camp, I've showed it. 
you think Joe Scally gets called in, Heath Pierce? What, what are you saying about Joe Scally? And because if you watch this game against Munchen Gladbach versus Bayern, there were a couple times where Saudi Amani got the better of him at the back post. Where yeah. he's... Jimmy, Jan Sommer set a record for most saves in a Bundesliga match ever at 19. They Bayern scored on their 25th shot. It was a complete yeah. blowout. But if I was Joe Scally, I'd be super happy because you you left uh, Allianz with a point. Um, but yeah, you, you're playing against, uh, you know, it, it's, it, that's a tough, it, it, it's like Charlie. I don't remember who we were talking about last time where Charlie was like, you know, you're going to get skinned in a game like that a few times. Right. Uh, and, but Gladbach now got a, got a point out of that. That's a team, team effort or team. They, results they also, get, but Gladbach also scored on their first shot of the game in the 43rd minute. It took him 43 yeah. minutes to get a shot on goal. And it's because Upa McConnell made a mistake that led to it. But, but yeah, I, I just, Joe Scally for me, it's interesting because he's 19. And Sadio Mane, obviously ton of experience, and he should have scored. Well, Sadio Mane did score. They called it back on VAR early in the game, maybe 10, 15 minutes in. And Scali had him and then didn't have him, and then Mane scores. I mean, that's what you're going to face when you're playing at the highest level. So that's what he's going to face. Just, I, yeah, I just don't see that, like, there's just this. You know when you watch players and you just look like they're You look, you look the part. Yeah. He yeah, doesn't he, look he, the yeah. part. Yeah, he, he looks just like almost – Almost like, yeah, he doesn't look like he's fully there yet in terms of confidence, mm-hmm. in terms of owning that spot. It's very almost reactionary, and he's got the athleticism. He's got all these things, but I haven't seen this big jump of like 30-plus now Bundesliga games that he's gotten to where you go, okay, if I were to watch it without knowing who Joe Scally is, I would still see what I, what I feel to be a young, inexperienced fullback on the field whenever he's in and around the ball. He's good on the ball, good passer, all those types of things, but I still think he's got... He needs more minutes and more jumps, but I think he gets called in for sure. You yeah. think he, oh, okay. So you think uh, he's I'm with you, Heath. Yeah, but yeah, he doesn't he, look the part. No, no. I, I'm the game. The, he he even admitted it himself, which is difficult for a player to say. You know what? I actually wasn't that good in in the match. He wasn't. And for Greg Berhalter, yeah, training might be. He was pretty solid, but I think that game highlighted a, a big uh, portion of his his insecurities in terms of being on the pitch as a right back. Cause you, you feel like he's chasing the game. Like right. it, it is reactionary, but it's mostly, I'm not, I'm not owning it and, and taking runs in behind stretching the, the back line, using the width to my advantage. I'm more, Oh, I'm afraid to make a mistake. That's what it looks like. It's, I'm just trying not to make a mistake. And it's almost like rag tag defending, you know, Always got to always have to slide tackle. You know, you're 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 playing on the edge, mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. for me, mm-hmm. he he needs to slow it down a little bit. And so, just well, because is- he's playing four four straight Bundesliga games, I think he gets the call up. But I I don't think he's the answer at right back right we, now. We, we have a lot of options. You got Cannon, you got Yedlin, you got Dest. Dest wasn't in the 18 again for Barcelona this season. He's trying to figure out his situation. Maybe he goes to United. Who knows? Well, he just but- said he's staying. He put out a statement. He's okay, gonna, stay. he's gonna stay. So all right, all right. Well, at least that gets you lose the uncertainty, and I think both club and player can just move forward knowing that he's gonna be an option. So that's good to know, not just for his situation. For yeah, any but players, like, he had to time. earn that trust already from Javi, who then wrote him off again. Uh, I know, and, I know. And like, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. All right, let's go to let's go to Premier League. I'm going to just go through the the results for our players, and then you guys can jump in. Uh, Charlie, I'll come to you first once I'm done with this. So Leeds plays away to Brighton at the Amex. They lose 1-0, the first loss of the season. Brendan Ayrton actually started centrally in this one to accommodate Daniel James on one side and Jack Harrison on the other. Rodrigo was up top. I do want to say, and I give a shout-out to Jesse Marsh, who and I, we talked about it last week, but allowed me to come to training and get to see some of the, the, the how the sausage is made behind the scenes. So that was very mm-hmm. cool. And obviously watching the team in a little bit of a different way now that I have some a little bit of insight. Tyler Adams, pretty solid, but I don't know if he had as much. Maybe didn't stand out as much. It was, a, I think, just a tough performance overall. I thought Brighton... Very well coached by by Graham Potter and maybe did a little bit more. I thought in the first half, it was all bright. In the second half, I thought there were some adjustments that Jesse made that did see make it a little bit more on the balance. Uh, but interesting that Brendan started centrally and didn't have as much of an influence. I think maybe we could all agree that he's better out yeah. wide. Chelsea win 2-1 despite being a man down for 65 minutes of the game. Uh, Pulisic plays the last 15, but the guy that essentially replaced him in the starting lineup, Raheem Sterling, scored twice his first two goals of the year. So mm-hmm. Pulisic's situation doesn't look like it's going to improve anytime soon. Uh, Arsenal, Fulham. Fulham goes up a goal. I was at this game. Arsenal come back into it. Um, you know, Reem I thought was pretty solid. But like he got did on the first goal. What's that? He could have closed he was better, done, right? He was done on the first goal. Yeah, right. He got cut and then couldn't recover on that. 
I, I th- it's I not a recipe for success to defend no. like that for free. It's Arsenal. I get it. Their attack is unbelievable, you know, but, but to go 90 minutes for a full season, sitting on top of your box, like it's great that they've gotten early points. I think that's a huge part of yeah. getting early points in the season, but man, that is not, he also got subbed recipe. off, which I found to be kind of interesting. Like your, your, your captain center back getting subbed off. Now I know that he, he got a little tweak uh, earlier in the game where he got knocked, you know, his back or his hammy or whatever. Uh, Crystal palace up two zero and Chris Richards comes on as a sub with his team up two one at this point. And then Holland early in Holland scores three. And so Richards was marking him on one play and very similar to Joe Scali and Sadio Mane just kind of lost him. It was a bit of a deflection. I don't completely uh, put it on Chris, but I think he played left back, didn't he? He came on. He like did for back. a little bit. And I think he, yeah, they went to a three right. and then he played yeah. on the right side of the three. Yeah. And and either way, they gave up. They were up two zero and lost four to two. So it's not a good look. And it's unfortunate that Chris had to be a part of that. It's one of those like, how would have been cool to maybe see that one from the bench. So you're not responsible but obviously a great experience to go up against some of the best players he played against holland in in the bundesliga with hoffenheim so it's not like that's a new experience for him i'm, I'm curious Jimmy, when when you were over there in england and you're hanging out with coach beard and 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 jason sedegas were they do they know everything about the american players over there do you have any conversations about yeah oh, you know, of course yeah yeah so coach beard is that? amazing coach beard and, and brendan hunts his name uh, he, they, he listens to the podcasts. So just know that if you're a subscriber out there, so is Brendan Hunt, also known as coach beard. Uh, one of their producers, Chip Hamilton, Chip's amazing. He also is a diehard U S men's national team fan. They listen to the podcast a lot. So shout out to them. They, they want to talk about it. They're asking questions. They want to mm-hmm. know more. They have their own opinions on it because they are also watching and, and seeing how the guys are playing and performing. Um, and then Jason is more, I'd say more of a casual, you know I mean? He's in, he understands what's going on. I think his buy-in to the sport has been much bigger, obviously since Ted Lasso started. And, and uh, it's been cool to, to kind of see how excited he gets when our players do well, but I wouldn't say he, and he would even admit that he isn't like the diehard of all diehards uh, with regard to knowing all the stats and how the guys are playing. But, but in terms of um, like his passion for it is, is off the charts. So it's pretty cool. But yeah, it was, so I would, I was sitting right above, so basically, Brendan and Chip sat right in front of me for the Arsenal game. And then I would just poke in between them. And then we just kind of talk tactics about how Anthony's moving and how Tim Ream is moving. And, hey, we saw Matt Turner warming up, you know, like little things like that and getting excited about those little things. So, yeah, those guys are, are really, really bought in. And, it, and it's, it's pretty neat. And if I can, if I can uh, figure out a way to get them on the show, we're going to have to make that happen at, at some points. But, no, that whole experience was, was, was pretty cool. And, and it's just cool to see how excited they were. And even when I got to speak to uh, Brendan before, uh, when I got to go on the onset, which was amazing. Charlie, I don't know why you asked this question, dude. He's, I'm he's, just saying, he's listen, talk for the rest of the show. No, now. I'm not. He's I'm going to so be done right here. But, but, I, I was, I was interested. That's why no, but, but, but <laughs> he Brendan, was, yeah. but Brendan, uh, he goes to all the world cups and he follows the U S team around. That is and he awesome. absolutely loves it. And he gets all dressed up and he goes for it. And, and he was at my world cup games in 2006, which was, was really cool. And did he remember uh, you like from that? Yeah, yeah he did. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's it's really neat. So, uh, yeah, so the whole experience was cool, and maybe we should have a, another side sidebar on it another time. Do you but think he remembers me from the 2010 final camp before the World Cup? You know, what? I'll have to it? ask him. I'll have to ask him. <laughs> well, he knows who you guys are. He listens to the podcast, so he clearly knows uh, the final hol- thirty. Charlie, holiday. do you think he knows the final thirty before they went down the twenty three <laughs> and announced the, the final run? <laughs> he, he might. <laughs> now, listen, listen. There was one story I wanted to talk Captain about because, almost. because because. Apparently, Christian Pulisic's dad is liking social media posts that are cri- criticizing Thomas Tuchel. Oh, and and I, 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 involved. Well, never, I don't, I guess, I guess my big question here is what would you tell your dad if, if, if he was doing that? So, so come on, so, dad, stop. I mean, I don't, if my dad <laughs> I, was out there doing that, I'd be like, dude, what the, you're dude, not, you're not, remember, you're not helping me. You're not helping me. Right. I remember now. in a national team camp, I had gotten a foot injury before we played against Ecuador and somebody else when Bob first came on and I got this foot injury and wasn't going to be in the plane in the game. Some random journalist calls my house. Like my parents had a house phone, house, house line, then calls the house. My mom's like, Oh yeah. He's like hurt his foot. And like, you know, like hopefully it's like my mom just being this honest. Like somebody called and just genuinely asked. And then it comes out as a report. And I remember getting in trouble, like me personally getting in trouble for it, like being like, you you know, you got to have control of this whole thing and like the narrative and blah, blah, blah. And being like, dude, some random person called my parents' house and asked my mom a question. I remember having to have a talk with my parents and being like, hey, probably best to just stay out of this type of stuff. <laughs> like a major injury. I just wasn't playing in, in the next two games. 
And, and I remember that being a learning, a learning moment, one of a thousand that I had during my career, um, that it didn't go the way that I thought. But I mean, liking things specifically, there's more to it than that. You know, I mean, I've, I've blindly liked things when you're scrolling and whatever, cause you just brain does it. But like, that seems a little specific and a little bit like people know it's going to say, you know, Mark Pulisic. Like, I'm searching. Oh, I'm searching yeah. for yeah. Thomas Tuchel, like, like Thomas Tuchel uh, hashtag, Thomas Tuchel out <laughs> hashtags on, uh, yeah. on social media to be yeah. like, Oh, this Look, one randomly came into my feed. Like Thomas Tuchel sucks. All right. Hashtag. Okay. Yeah. All right. Like, like, <laughs> like, 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 like. <laughs> Charlie, what would you tell your pops if, uh, if he was doing that? I'd just be like, I'm going to I'm going to just ban you from all my stuff. So <laughs> you're going to put that computer down and and let me take care of it. I'm a, I'm an adult. I'm a grown I'm a man. Grown I'm, ass man, dad. I'm a, I'm in a I'm in a bad situation, but it's really not that bad. I'm at Chelsea. I, I I'm not I'm not playing in the fourth division in England. Like I'm at Chelsea. Look I'm at my hair, playing. dad. I'm a grown it's, man. I'm It's a fine. Listen. Like at the end of the day, it's fine, right? <laughs> Yes, I, I want to be playing. You want me to be playing. I know you're proud of me. Great. But let, let me work it out. This, this is what pro sports is all about. It's not always, it's not always green. It's all, not always gold. You, there's ups and downs. I'm going to be better in the end for it. This is how it, how it goes. And so whether I'm, I'm at Chelsea next year or not, I'm going to be better for this, this, this difficult time. And, and we've seen Christian. I mean, he's had to prove himself every week he, he he might be the best player on the pitch and next week he's on the bench that's that thomas tuchel has done that to him and sometimes it's because they know his reaction is never going to change he's going to always fight for it he's not going to say i give up where you see some players who just say screw it i'm done i'll i'll collect my paycheck i don't have to i don't have to push it so um yes it's I frustrating but if I was pulling six I'd be him. like, dude, why is your dad? What's your dad doing? You know, like, <laughs> like, why is your dad even involved in this at all? It is really, really funny. When he checks uh, into hotels, how many keys? Uh, two, please. One for me and one for my dad. Uh, no, but I would say, I mean, it's, it it's, it's got to be really hard for for uh, a parent, right? Because I would say probably Weston McKinney and Christian Pulisic have probably faced the most scrutiny of any player in our history. Maybe Landon Donovan in terms of his general choices of how to you know, play where he should be challenging so, Europe yeah, yeah. versus MLS. But generally speaking, these guys face uh, a level of, uh, of hatred from fans that, that I don't think any of us ever got anywhere even remotely well, close to until um, Landon decided to support Mexico for a while. <laughs> yeah, that that's true. That's true. That, that, that certainly uh, elevated the temperature in the room a little bit, but you know, and, and so if you're a parent, especially as involved as he is, because he has been involved from the very beginning with, with Christian, right? It's not like my parents were like, didn't know anything about anything until all of a sudden I was on TV and they're like, look what we did. Uh, but for him, he's been involved in every step of Christian's career, right? Uh, and, and so to, to 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 see, you're seeing a lot more than probably even Christian sees in terms of being a parent. It's probably rough at times to feel like you should sit back and the amount of people that I'm sure look to him for for it, answers or responses for his son. I get, I, I'm not excusing it, but I'm saying. It, 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 I, I feel like your parents yeah. have to play a role though where they're, you're, they're your support staff. You know, you go to them. And I'm sure Christian gives him the, the raw goods. Like, oh, I'm so frustrated. I, I, you know, he never talked to me. The coach doesn't talk to me or doesn't give me any attention or whatever, right? That's And they absorb that. They can't go out there and then take that emotion and then have it go out there publicly in a way that that is now, I think, going to have a negative impact on Christian, potentially. It, it's, up to, it's up to Tuchel to decide how he wants to absorb this happening. But, but now, Heath, I want you to confirm this for me because one time I heard from a pretty pretty good source that when Michael Bradley was at Bruce Munch and Gladbach and wasn't playing, Bob Bradley called the coach to to like basically like why aren't you playing my son? Can you can you did you ever hear that? I did. At that I, point, I, the Bruce Gladbach coach was like, "Yo, I'm not I'm not going to play him ever again." I'm like, "This is like are you going to have your dad call me?" I don't know if it was Gladbach or Heronveen or uh, which club it was at, but I remember I I do remember hearing that. I never I could obviously never confirm. confirm no, that, I can't I either. That's why I was asking from, you from the source, but. Shit, dude! I wish my, my parents would have called up Hans Rostock and been like, "Hey, you got my son living in former East Germany in this small little town. He's not happy. He's playing video games all afternoon. Like maybe you can give him a run of games, you know? Uh, you know what I mean? Because he's bothering us all the time. He keeps asking us to send calling cards, uh, you know, for sure. But yeah, I mean, I could, oh, I, 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 could I could, I could see that. Parents are funny, but that's another. Even though Bob was a coach, he he still had an emotional out outburst." 
that impacted potentially negatively impacted Michael. And, and in some ways you want your kids to stand on their own and have to deal with that adversity. And I know it's hard at times, even, even when our kids are growing up, you want to kind of save them from, from pain and suffering, but sometimes yes. that's just going to help them grow and, and, yeah. and solve their own problems. So anyway, we don't need to, di to diverge this into a parenting podcast, but uh, that's all we got for today, everybody. Final thoughts, Charlie, I'm coming to you first here on this version of in soccer. We trust. Final thoughts is Josh Sargent is on a tear and it's good to see him build his confidence again. And I, I fully expect for him to be in the, the September camp as well as Brandon Vasquez who continues to score. So yes, Jesus Ferreira still has the key and a lot of people aren't really settled that he's our starting striker at the moment, but I, I'm, I'm curious to see if, if that continues in the, in these September friendlies, if Jesus Ferreira continues to play and if, and if he does well, then I think that answers the question for everybody. Now you're thinking about, all right, if there's a substitution, uh, if he doesn't play perform well in the first game, what, who's, who's, who's the next guy up. So I'm interested, um, to continue to see that the striker options scoring goals guys going up moving down so uh that's that's my final thought yeah i'm, I'm just excited that uh we have some guys that are scoring goals so we have something to talk about and get excited about in this position heath pierce final thoughts uh no i think uh charlie charlie said it well there about the strikers i think it's an exciting time for for where our team is at still uh, a few days left in the transfer window that could have some impact including jedi which we could talk about on the on the next show uh, with uh, Levin Kurzawa potentially going into Fulham and challenging for that spot. But uh, overall, I like where we're trending in terms of the depth, the, the, the quality of the players that we have heading over the next couple of months. It seems like a, it's a positive outlook, but you know, it's a day, day by day when it comes to our national team players. No, good shouts from both of you guys. My final thoughts are I'm a little bit nervous now about the goalkeeper position. Zach Steffen tweaked his knee, didn't play this past weekend for Middlesbrough. They win without him. But at least uh, he, he didn't not start, which is what we all thought true. was happening. That's true. Um, that's true. And then Matt Turner still on the depth chart. Ramsdale made some big saves in this one. I don't think we're going to see Matt Turner playing for Arsenal for, for a while. Hopefully he gets his opportunity and does well with it. And then Ethan Horvath, uh, you know, with Luton Town, I don't know if he's completely crushing. I mean, he's, he's playing, which I think is better than the other two guys at the moment. But uh, They're down still, towards the bottom, but I like him starting and, and I, uh, Sean Johnson. Yeah, Sean Johnson. We got Gaga, of course, but but yeah, I'm still um, getting a little bit nervous about that. No, spot. I'm just throwing not, that out there. Gaga's nowhere near ready. So I know yeah. that, but I'm just yeah. saying. I know, I know, I know. And he's not going to be maybe 2026. We're talking more about Gaga Salonina in, in a much more meaningful way. But all right, that's it. I'm calling it. And soccer we trust mm -hmm. is over, everybody. Thank you for listening and watching. As always, we appreciate your support hey, on all the different platforms. And. We will see you guys later in this week. We have a special guest plan, but we're going to tease it. So you have to wait and come back to find out. So on behalf of Dez, producer Dez, producer Alex, Charlie Chuck Wagon, Davies, Hollywood Heath Pierce, I'm Jimmy, trash can, cream cheese, Conrad saying thank you for listening and watching. We'll see you next time. Later. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. You ready, Bob? Well, all right. Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. It's the feel-good movie of the year. You dig? Bob Marley, One Love. Rated PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus.